But um, can I comment on something that Anna said about um, uh, this church? Uh, What's the phrase that we punch above our weight? That's the word that Kirsten brought. And um, I think that is so true um, of this church community, this church family in Buckskin. Um, I'm involved in uh, leading one church. And when I see the impact this church has made, I, you know, st- uh, the Bible says that pride is a sin, but I feel quite proud <laughs> to be one of the leaders here in this church because of what this church does and the impact it has in our community. Yesterday, we hosted the uh, TLG training for, um, uh, for new coaches for, uh, for TLG early intervention coaches. And, and one of the ladies there, she's a lady called Adiola, Adiola and she, she says to me, you know, this church, she said, I've been here a few times, this church is amazing. She says, you are so faithful in what you do. And, you know, God has got his hand upon you. And I, I just, again, you go, yep, this church is an amazing place. Um, if it wasn't an amazing place, I wouldn't be here. Um, if you know, I've been here 28 years. Um, and it, because it's so amazing, I just want to stay. Um, and uh, I love pastoring you guys most of the time. It's a joy and a pleasure. <laughs> but I love this church, and I love the impact it has on the community. And that impact in the last six to nine months has just grown. You know, we're doing cook and eat projects, which I think are amazing. And I tell people about it, and they go, oh, that's fantastic. And I thought, well, why aren't you doing it? Um, And, you know, we're doing TLG in the schools and the impact that that has on families. We want to do cooking. We want to do make lunch next. Um, Who can can make lunch at home? Okay. Some of you not telling me the truth. (laughs) Because I've been to your house and I've had lunch. (laughs) And I need you when it comes to the summer. Because we're going to make lunch for our community. Because during the summer, many of those families, they, they, the children won't get a hot meal like they do in school. Yeah. And the church can offer something yeah. and show the love of Jesus to families. Because we are the body of Christ. Okay? Come on. You need to get that. And because that is our vision. <clears throat> I've got a sermon and I'm going to keep to some of it, but maybe I'll go off. I might go off a little bit. Oh dear. He's going, oh dear, oh no. So we are the body of Christ. And I think it's a great analogy. Hands up if you have a body. Okay, some of you must be asleep because you haven't put your hands up. If you have a body. Okay, this is, a, this is an awkward question. How many people like the body they've been given? Three of you. Great. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know that, don't you? So when Paul said, and it's down there, he says, now you are the body of Christ. We can all understand that, can't we? Because we all have a body. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Now we have to agree, some of us, it's not quite the body we wanted. It's not becoming the body we wanted to become. But we have a body. And not all of it works as it should. But God has given us a body. And what Paul says, not just in Corinthians, but in Ephesians And Colossians, he says, you, and Romans, by the way, you are the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. And that is you and me and the church here. We are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think that's very exciting. 
Because as the body of Christ, as God's people, we are Christ to the world. So when we do stuff, what we're doing is we're interesting the, uh, inviting or... Uh, what's the other word I could use? We're inviting, introducing Jesus to people. Yeah. So when we're feeding people, uh, kind of cook and eat, what we're doing is we say, here is Jesus. He wants to bless your life. He wants to change your life. We're introducing him because we are the body of Christ. And so through us, the church, people can see Jesus. Yeah. Now, the trouble is, sometimes the church hasn't done very well. So people's view of Jesus is, hmm, that's not great, is it? But we have the opportunity to show Jesus, to show his love, to show his power, to show what an amazing person he is. And so when we think about we are the body of Christ, okay, here we go. There are three things you need to know, okay? These are very important for you and for me and for us as a body, okay? Because sometimes it doesn't feel like we're the body of Christ. But what the Bible says is that we are, so the first thing is, is about position. Okay, I wanted to be clever this morning, and all my points end with the I-O-N on the end, okay? So look out for the next one. But the first thing is a position, okay? So, what does that mean? It means that you as a person, if you're a Christian today, yeah, I'm a Christian, means that you are part of the body of Christ. Now, if you're not part of a church, then you need to get that sorted. If you think you don't need the church, you need to get that sorted, because the Bible says we are all part of the body of Christ. We need to play our part because that's where God positions us. And when we're not part of the body of Christ, the church is actually weaker because we're not there. Because you, let's just use an analogy of body, just think which part of the body you would like to be. Okay? Nobody wants to certain parts but um, which part of the body you might say well I want to be a hand or I want to be a lung or I want to be a knee or I'd like a new knee or something like that but, but, but you which part are you because when you take yourself out what happens things don't work very well do they and so you <clears throat> as a Christian need to decide am I going to get involved am I going to put my weight into, to, into my faith and into my church, or am I just going to stand back and let everybody do their bit? Because God wants you to be in a church. He has positioned you not to live your Christian life on your own, but to be part of a church. And, and if you're coming here every week or every so often, you need to connect and be part of this church. And one of the things that COVID did, it disconnected the church. And people pulled out. And what happens is the church is weaker because people aren't, aren't where they should be as part of the body of Christ. Okay, so position. Where are we positioned? You are positioned or need to be positioned in the church. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Got that? Yeah. Really? You got it? Okay, I'll keep going, shall I? All right. <coughs> so the second thing is Connection. Now, there's two ways we get connected when we're part of the body of Christ. The first one is we're connected to the head. Okay, because when I said which part would you like to be, none of you thought, well, I'd like to be the head. No, you don't want to be the head, do you? Because that's the big job. That's what makes everything else work. So who is the head? Jesus. Okay, because that's what it says in Ephesians, that he is the head of the body. I think it also says in 
Colossians as well. But it's, it's the part of the fact that Jesus is dead. He's the one who's thinking. He's the one who's planning. He's the one who's directing the body. Because that's what your brain does. Now, at the moment, it might be quite asleep. But actually, he's, the brain is the thing that makes your fingers work. And, you know, oh, he's the one. And Jesus is the one who connects. The, he, he's the one we need to be connected to. Maybe your connection at the moment is not very good. And that's something you need to sort out with him. But he is the one who wants to lead you and guide you. And so you, as a Christian, need to have a relationship with Jesus. And you need to work on that. But also, let's get the next thing, is we are connected to each other. Okay, and it says there in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, so there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. One part is honoured, every, uh, every part rejoices with it. So who's had toothache? Who's had terrible toothache? Who's had really terrible toothache? <laughs> wow, yeah, put your hands like charismatic meeting. <laughs> All over toothache. But you see, when you have toothache, it's awful, isn't it? Because you lay down, oh, I can't sleep, oh, it's so painful. Because what's happening is one part of your body is, is suffering and the rest of you is suffering. Do you want to go out? No, I've got toothache. You know, do I want to do this? No, I've got toothache. Because we are, we are connected. Yeah. Now, if you think about the body, it is an amazing thing. Do you know that you've got 37.2 trillion cells in your body? Man, you've got about 60,000, I think it's miles, of blood vessels. Ooh, you just laid it all out. Just imagine how far you could go. (laughs) And here's a fact you don't want to hear. So every pound you put on in weight... You gain another seven miles of blood vessels. Serious, Stu, yeah. Just think how many miles we've added since Christmas. But you see, our body is connected in an amazing way. God has connected our physical body. And what he's looking for is the church to be connected with each other. It means that actually we should be looking out for another. We should be working with one another. We should be caring and encouraging one another. I want to say... And I say this publicly, that as church leaders, on a number of occasions, we have failed the church in terms of caring. And I, you know, I held my hands up, but I had to say, you know, we haven't been all that we should have been. And we haven't cared and looked after as we should have done. And I apologize for that. But you see, the problem is sometimes the people, the the church looks for the elders and the pastors to do everything. But that's just not possible. This morning, it's great to see so many people in the building. We have about 135, maybe even 140 people here today. How exciting. But Stuart and I can't care for everyone. Nor can four elders, five elders. We just can't do it. We need to be caring for each other. We need to be looking out for one another to share that that load. So we need to be connected. And again, if you're not coming, if, you're, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you live church online, you're never going to connect in the way that God wants you yeah. to connect. Yeah. Because once we connect, then we receive love and care. We can support other people. Rick Warren says the five major purposes 
um, oh, of the five things that people need most in life can be found in the life of a church. Yeah. Yeah. They can be found here. The sense of community, that sense of care, that sense of purpose, yeah. that sense of, uh, uh, of learning and growing together, it's all found here. And so as church, church, we need to connect with one another. We connect with God, but we connect with each other. And I want to say one of the best ways connecting with other people is to serve together. Yeah. It's to get down and yeah. give and give and, and work with other people to share what we have. Yeah. I love being a pastor. Because what I, what I see is I see lives being changed. And what you have to realize is that, that when we introduce people to Jesus, lives are changed. And they're not just changed for what goes on, you know, in, in their home when they go home. But lives can be changed for eternity. Hallelujah. And you'll know you'll see that person in heaven. Because you've introduced them to Jesus. And that's what we do when we serve. Hallelujah. And when we connect one another. So that's two things. The last one is this. We're going to talk about function. Notice the I-O-N on the end. Yeah, so we've done position, connection, function. Okay, so it says we have different gifts according to the grace given us. It's a man's gift to prophesy, let him prophesy. There's loads of lists of gifts. And it's basically saying if you've got the gift, get on and do it. Get on and share what you have. Get on and, and fulfill your calling. And I have to say to you, I think at the, church, at the moment the church is missing out on people's gifts. Because people aren't fulfilling the function or the calling that God has given on their lives. Now in 2001, um, I, this, this sounds a bit rude, but I was weeing for England. Because I didn't realise that I had diabetes. And when you have diabetes, when you have sugar in your body, what your body says is you've got to get rid of it. So I'd have a glass of Coke, and the next minute, I would be weird. And so I had to go and see the, the, the doctor. He said, you need to go to the hospital. I said, okay, can you make me a point? No, you're going today. So I went up to the hospital, and they said, to her, we need to do some blood tests. We need to take some arterial blood. Have you ever had that done? Ever had it done by a trainee? <laughs> Well, it was just a process of digging around, trying to find an artery. Um, finally got my arterial blood out, and they said, yes, Mr. Rush, you have, you have, uh, you have di type 1 di diabetes. Um, your pancreas is basically packed up. And so uh, that, that day, they said, uh, before you go home, Mr. Rush, you have to inject yourself with some insulin. So they gave me this thing with a needle on the end. They said, you just basically got to stick it in yourself. And at that point, your body says, no, you don't stick needles in yourself. And uh, so I was there for about 20 minutes thinking, I can't do this. It's going to be painful. And, I, you know, it wasn't too bad. And, and that just started a whole process of me being diabetic and um, life, um, you know, I'd rather not have it. Because basically what's happened is my pancreas has stopped working. And it means everything in my life is then out of kilter. And I have to make up in different ways for what's not functioning in my body. And when I talk about function, what I want to say to you is God has called you to do something. And God has given you a gift. Then you need to fulfill the function. 
that God has placed upon you. That calling. Because if you don't, that means the church is that much weaker. And that church doesn't benefit from what you have to give. And I want to say to you, church, you know, this is an exciting vision. Because it's about the church getting stronger and the church actually doing more. And fulfilling more in its calling. Because surely as a church we are called to introduce people to Jesus. And as we get stronger, we can do that more and more and more. So what is the function that God has... Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Doesn't sound nice. Function. What is the calling God has put upon your life? What is it? What is he asking you to do? And what is he asking you to become? Because when we fulfill that God-given call, that I want to say that's just amazing. It's like, you know, God is, is, is kind of, it's just, I'm just reminded of Eric Little, wasn't it? He was the runner, yeah, and he said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And that's exactly with you when you fulfill the calling God has for your life. You feel the Father's pleasure, and then you know the Father's blessing. And maybe some of you are missing out on the blessing of God because you're not fulfilling what he has called you to do. And that may be something huge, or it may be that God wants you to come and make lunch for a family of four. Out in the, out in the uh, foyer area, we put up a number of lists. Church likes lists, doesn't it? Because we want people to say, this is what I'm up for. These are the things I'm going to do. Because God has called me to do this. And God wants me to be involved. And God wants me to play my part in the body of Christ. First, last one. Oh, is that quote again? It's quite challenging, isn't it? We are the body of Christ. We are his hands and his feet and his voice. Quite a challenge. But how exciting to show Jesus, to share Jesus and to introduce people to him. Because you know when that happens, what he does in your life, how he changes you. How he blesses you. How he watches over you and walks with you. Amen.